Hi, listeners. You're all welcome to a brand new episode of your favorite business podcast, The Tech Your Business Podcast. Today on the show, I'll be speaking with the CEO and co-founder of StreamerLive. StreamerLive is a platform which, you know, we've been working remotely practically for the past three years since the pandemic. And we all have virtual meetings, we have virtual conferences, virtual everything. So StreamerLive is an application that tries to make these a lot more interactive, a lot more exciting. Because when you look at it, there was a headline I read a couple of days ago where they say virtual meetings are actually boring. And that's true. Because a lot of times I either sleep off or I just lose <laughs> lose um, concentration. But I was on a streamer live meeting last night to get familiar with it. And I really enjoyed it. I actually stayed for the full one hour of the meeting. So we'll love to talk about streamer live and about himself a bit. So welcome to the show, Lux. Hey, thank you so much, Peter. I'm, I'm glad to be here and thanks thank for you. having me. So what originally inspired you to create streamer live what problem were you trying to solve oh wow okay <laughs> I, I i i think you kind of alluded to the problem right when you mentioned that you know virtual meetings and then really I, I would say even in-person meetings where you have uh, so many people can get pretty boring can become monologues instead of dialogues but if you were to ask me exactly how streamer live uh, came to be it's actually an interesting story. Which it, it came from a totally different journey, which has nothing to do with tech. Right. So uh, I've, been a, I've been a serial tech entrepreneur for some years now. And prior to this, I founded a company called Unmetric. Uh, Unmetric got acquired in the end of 2019. For various reasons, uh, personal and professional, ended up taking a break in the middle of 2020. I found out very quickly I was not capable of taking a break in the truest sense of the word and, and needed to make something. You know, it could be a tech product, could be something else. So uh, I think I'll copy it here. I'm going to pull it out actually as we speak. And of course, the people listening on the podcast uh, won't know exactly what you're talking about, but I thought I'll show it to you. This was my labor of love in the end of 2020. Right? And it looks like a children's book. It's not a children's book. It's called Name, Place, Animal, Thing. And, and the too long, didn't read version is make more things, physical and virtual, like a podcast, for example. Get in touch with your inner animal. Uh, visit places that are not just far and wide, that are near and narrow as well. And all of us need more names than what it says on our LinkedIn profile as to what we do for a job. So that's the thesis of the book. The reason I bring up the book, Peter, is uh, I didn't I didn't know the first thing about writing a book. So uh, I just decided to attend a whole bunch of online classes on how to write a book, how to edit a book, how to market a book, how to get Jeff Bezos and all the Amazon <laughs> gods to bless and love your book and all of those things, yeah. right? So these are online classes, as you can imagine. Uh, signed up for six different courses, delivered over 56 live sessions in a two-month period on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and mostly on Zoom. And I saw this time and again, and, and, and stop me if you heard it too, Peter, it sounds like you have from what you said, you know, where the presenter would say, hey, where's everybody yeah. joining from, right? And 300 people type an answer in the chat, right? You, you've been there. You, you've seen that, right? Uh, people enthusiastically responding. And then the presenter says, oh, we've got Lux from New Jersey. We've got, uh, you know, uh, 
Joe from London, we've got someone from Cairo, and then ignores the remaining <laughs> 297 people who put an answer out there. Which, which, if you think about it, actually, it's a little weird because if you were to ask me a question and I gave you an answer and you just ignored my answer, it would be pretty weird. And we don't do it in a one-to-one conversation, but we do it in a group conversation because, hey, how can you acknowledge 300 people? So that was the genesis of the idea behind Stream Alive, saying one-to-many live sessions, whether it's online or in-person or hybrid, are broken. It's difficult to engage an audience at scale. The moment you have more than 10 people in the room, you you end up ignoring people. How can you move people from you know ignored to engaged became the thing that we wanted to solve with, with Stream Alive. But it came from attending 56 live sessions where I was ignored for about 55 of them. So that, that's really what happened. <laughs> that's interesting. And that's one thing. We always, as entrepreneurs, always have that itch to create, have that itch to make. And a lot of times, you notice it's not even only businesses. You keep doing other things around the house. <laughs> around the house because of that. You know, that's a scratch that itch. So I was on a stream live meeting, like I said yesterday evening, and I really experienced all these things you talked about. So when you talk about stream live, how does stream live's technology work to boost this engagement during virtual um, presentations? So first of all, uh, P- Peter, I love how you do your research. Um, I mean, here we are doing the podcast today, and you found out that we had a live session yesterday that had nothing to do with your co-business maybe, but had Stream Alive in full demo. So you actually sat, attended that entire session, have a good sense of what we do. I mean, thank you first of all for, for attending, staying through it and for the research that you do. So, and, and I hope you enjoyed yeah, the did. session. So, so uh, you, you saw the tech in action and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, and, and you asked how the tech works. Uh, there's a very fundamentally simple but powerful premise to the entire tech. I mentioned a lot of platforms. I mentioned YouTube Live. Uh, I mentioned Zoom. I mentioned Facebook Live. And then if you extrapolate and you look at Microsoft Teams and Google Meet and WebEx and, and uh, LinkedIn Live and Twitch, if you look at all of these platforms, there is just one thing common to each and every one of these platforms. And that one thing is chat. Every one of them has chat. Every one of them has people who are super active in the chat. People love to talk in the chat. So our big insight was if you can, you know, um, take the chat stream, whether it's a Zoom meeting or a Twitch live stream, whether it's a slide stream or a live stream, and you take the chat stream and you visualize it in real time and you make sense of it in real time, there are some pretty interesting things you can do. So the tech basically plugs into different ecosystems. Because the other thing you notice is, uh, you know, there are some audience engagement platforms and Streamalive at the heart of it is an audience engagement platform. But if I tell you that, hey, Peter, I'm going to do this audience engagement for you, but you've got to install this app, you've got to do all these things, and then you've got to download it and press this button and press that button just to tell you what you had for breakfast. That is not engaging. That is difficult. So a big our big mantra, so to speak, was make it as frictionless as possible. So we said, if people are interacting in Zoom, don't ask them to get out of Zoom. Don't ask them to do a whole bunch of browser somersaults just to answer a question. Ask them to answer just in the Zoom chat, right? If you're on Microsoft Teams, ask them to answer on Teams. So so the tech is something that 
makes it, you know, instead of asking people to come to a platform, makes Streamalive goes to the platform, integrates with it, allows people to humanly converse, you know, online on, on as they would in a chat and makes sense of that chat. So if you, if, for example, the presenter asks people, hey, where are you joining from? As people type their answers, Streamalive visualizes a real-time map with less than one-tenth of a second of latency and populates that map because it's intelligent enough to know that people, when they say, you know, hi from Delhi, it knows that people mean Delhi and it just takes Delhi and puts a little point out there and says, you know, Robert is in Delhi or something like that. So it's it, it's actually, if you think about it, Peter, it's the same thing as, you know, when, when you and I went to went to school and the teacher says, hey, raise your hands if you, if you did your homework. And, uh, you know, two-thirds of the class raises their hands and the teacher says, oh, one-third of you didn't do your homework. They're getting a quick visual sense of the room. So it's the same thing. You're just trying to use chat to give a visual sense of the room and visualize the audience through these things called visual interaction. So it's a web application. Plugs into whichever stream you're doing a meeting in and allows you to visualize the audience in real time without the audience having to change anything in their behavior. They just continue to chat as they did. And there's a lot of other bells and whistles that, that we can dive into in terms of what else you can do with chat because there, there's a richness in chat. There's so many things you can do with it. There's so much of magic you can you can get out of it. And and, and that's that's really our focus. And, and of course, there's a layer of AI as well that intelligently figures out which of these things um, you know make sense and helping presenters and stuff. But, but at the root of it, it's making sense of chat in real time. Last point, Peter, for in-person audiences, we you know, have a, a, a people scan a, scan a code and they go into a thing on their browser and they chat on their phones so that whether you're chatting on your phone or chatting in the Zoom chat, you're part of the same thing and, and we embrace a hybrid thing. And again, we can get into that in detail, but the idea is whether someone is in person or online on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube or Zoom or Meet, everybody's included, everybody's engaged. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I actually didn't know it was in person. And it's actually brilliant that it uses chat, which is um, common among all the platforms. So it makes it easier to integrate everywhere. So you talked about the map, the virtual live map of everyone, where everyone is from and everything. So what are some other things Streamer Live can do in a meeting, either virtual or in person? So first of all, I got to warn you, we have this weird way in which we name all our features. Everything is an alliteration, so the sounds repeat. So the map feature is called Magic Maps, and that's exactly what it does, plots people as they put locations in the chat. Uh, one of the other fe popular features is uh, something called Wonder Words, which is like a word cloud. I mean, imagine asking people like, uh, you know, hey, folks, great to have you here. How are you feeling today? Or, or how do you feel after the session? And People put empowered, energized, tired, sleepy, happy, whatever, and a word cloud comes that gives you a collective sense of, you know, the, the, the more repeated word becomes bigger and you literally read the room, right? Or asking people in one to two words, tell us what you do for a living. And someone says, you know, entrepreneur, investor, podcaster, uh, speaker, and you get a sense of who's in the room because so many sessions that we do without knowing who's in the room. So things like word clouds help you figure that. Uh, we have other manifestations of text. So we have a lot of things that are based on open-ended questions. So for example, there's one called transient thoughts, okay? Uh, which is almost like being in a room and listening to people whispering. So if you, you know, asking people like, what is one new year resolution that they want to do in 2024? That's not something you put in two words, you put in a sentence. So bubbles that show everybody's answers, one after the other, the speed of the bubbles, 
the velocity, the frequency is all automatically done depending on the length and number of answers. Everything is automatically done. There's one called Talking Tiles, which is inspired by Tetris, the game. So, you know, the yeah. you, you, you've seen the thing, right? The tiles keep falling down with all the answers that people put. And then after the answers stack up a bit of a brick wall, they disappear and then it comes down. So it's funny. I, I don't know if you saw it in the session yesterday. People are trying to fill up the brick wall. Yeah, yeah, right? I did. I did. You know, there's a, yeah. And they wanted to fill, fill the wall and wanted to see what happens, but they couldn't because just as it starts filling, it disappears. <laughs> so there's this little, we, we want it to be playful, you know, make it a little more fun. I mean, I think people take meetings too seriously. You need to make them a lot more fun and interesting. That's, that's talking tiles. Um, we, we've got a couple of uh, other very, very intelligent features because um, let me go on a bit of a rant here. You know? Have you been on a webinar where you've been yelled at because you did not put the questions in the Q&A tab and you put your question in, in the, the chat? Charts. A lot of yeah. people do that, right? <laughs> and then the presenter says, people, put your questions in the Q&A tab. Don't put it in the chat. We will not answer the questions in the chat. Put it Just in the look, Q&A. Look, look, look. I mean, man, man, this is like prison, you know? This is like, uh, here are the rules and you got to sit here and this is what you got to follow. So our big insight there was, if so many people are putting it in the chat, there's a user experience issue. People are used to putting it in the chat. And we, we shouldn't, you know, the, in, the tech should figure out. So we have a feature called Quick Questions that basically continuously reads the chat and anything that smells like a question and you probably saw that in yesterday's session too. A lot of questions automatically came. Those were automatically picked up from the chat by Streamalive's algorithms, which is using you know the one of the oldest forms of AI, which is natural language processing, to figure out which quest which are questions and putting that in a silo so the presenter can address it. You don't have to yell at people for putting their questions there <laughs> And there are a few other features, um, but the last one I'll talk about is something called Winning Wheel, which I think is an absolute game changer because. You can have conditional, you know, lotteries. So I can say anybody who answered that last talking tiles question, or yesterday in the session, we said anybody who commented at least thrice in the session is entered, their names are automatically entered. So Streamalive is, is figuring out that, hey, Peter put three answers. So Peter has got three answers at least. We put Peter's name as one sector in the wheel, along with Lux and Tina and Joe, and spins the name with all the 200 names out there, a wheel. And then one name comes out and you saw yesterday someone won a thing. So gamifying things, yeah. having conditional lotteries and things, that, that's called winning beat. But the whole idea is, is is basically bringing in conversations here as opposed to you know having monologues, bringing in fun and play and all of these. So, so these are some of the features. And, and as you probably guessed, Peter, I can go on and on about all these <laughs> features. But the, these, these are the core ones. Yes. <laughs> really interesting. Oh, sorry, last point. End of it, there's a full analytics module that slices, dices the data in every way possible and tells you what worked, what didn't, which interactions are there, gives you a summary and spits out a mother of all Excel files that gives you the entire thing as one macro-enabled Excel file. So our previous company was an analytics startup. We have a huge analytics hangover. So this is all about a, a lot of analytics at the end of it. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that's uh, that's actually, and I actually saw a lot all those um, features in the meeting yesterday. And you really should be on a streamer live meeting. It's <laughs> it's exciting. It's really exciting. So for a typical business, what benefits would they get by implementing something like streamer live in their meetings, both in person and virtual? Uh, 
I think there are multiple use cases, but I would focus on three of them, right, for a typical business. Uh, the first one is internal, the second one is external, and the third one is both internal and external. Uh, so the internal use case is things like all hands and town halls. A lot of businesses have weekly, monthly, quarterly, all hands, town halls. If it's a bigger business, it's a lesser number of town halls. If it's a smaller business, it has more. Bigger businesses have it every quarter. Smaller ones have it every month. And then teams typically have their all hands and stuff. You would usually find that, you know, there are a few people who are vocal, most people are silent. In today's world, you find that some people are joining in person, some people are joining online, and somebody is treated in a different way. Yeah. Somebody is treated as, as less favorable because they are online or because they are in person, and, and therefore it's not an, an, an equal meeting, so to speak. Uh, so, so the internal use case is a big one because if you want to build a culture inside a company that that is that is fair and equitable and um, inclusive, then you you need to ensure that your tech embraces that and allows people to be participative and then included. In fact, I don't know if you can see this T-shirt and it's going to get up here and show you. This is a mantra, you know: connect, interact, interact include, include, and engage, and engage. Right. <laughs> so. That, that's really what we enable for, say, an all-hands or a town hall or, or even a session like yesterday. The second use case for a company is an external use case, where so many companies do webinars to drive leads and get more leads into their business and everything. But I don't know about you, Peter, but I sign up for webinars and I don't attend them. I wait for the recording. <laughs> because, I mean, honestly, most webinars are one person or two people talking through the entire session. They don't, they're not really interactive. And the recording is no different from the live event. If you want people to attend something live, you need to give them something that they will only get live. So yesterday, you participated in the live session. Your voice was heard. You were part of the session, uh, which will not happen if you go for a recording. So that's why there needs to be a difference between the live experience and the post-facto recorded experience. And uh, we think we can make webinars great again in a way in which we, you know, give people a voice, make it inclusive, make it engaging. So the external use cases around webinars and those kind of things. And the third one is conferences and events. Every company has, you know, annual conferences, has annual things which are typically in person, sometimes online. Uh, they might have customer meets and all of that. How do you get everybody to get a voice on the table? How do you make it interactive and engaging? How do you make it a conversation? So those are three use cases. Internal, all hands town halls, external, lead generation, marketing typically, and events and conferences. Mm. Internal, that's, that's nice. So um, you talked about AI earlier, about um, streamer like using AI and also using um, natural um, NLP also in um, processing the chats and all that. So um, how much has AI helped with the development and um, development and functioning of the program? Oh, uh, short answer, a, a, a crazy bit, right? I mean, we started off with the NLP things we talked about, but then uh, the, the whole generative AI wave uh, is, is extremely relevant and useful for a product like Streamer Live, and I'll explain why in a second. Uh, but first, I'm going to rewind back to, gosh, when is it? <clears throat> 1983 or 1984, right? Almost almost 29, 30 years ago, 
uh, a, a gentleman called I forget his last his first name is John or Bill Gaskins uh, created a product which uh, Apple was the first you know, investor interestingly and, and then Microsoft acquired the company and it's a company called PowerPoint Microsoft PowerPoint was actually invented that time right Bill Gaskins uh, and here we are 30 years later still talking, 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 talking in all our presentations. And our aim at Stream Alive is to change that from talking, 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 talking to talking, listening, talking, listening, which is kind of what we try to do through these visual interactions. The, the idea is actually pretty, pretty straightforward. It is to give the audience a voice. It is to have a conversation and a dialogue instead of a monologue. Right? But that presents a problem, which is that you know, you're a person who presents, you've got this bunch of slides, and now you've got to add these interactions to give the audience a voice, and you're not sure what kind of questions to ask the audience. So that's why generative AI comes in. So we started experimenting with generative AI to create these things in Stream Alive that we call a run of show. So for example, um, Peter, give me a hobby. Tell me a hobby besides podcasting that you enjoy, something else. Um, I enjoy DIY, I enjoy planting, so many things actually. <laughs> okay, so planting fruits, vegetables, or no, no, no. Uh, just gardening um, in general? Yeah, gardening, yeah. Okay, so indoor, outdoor? Outdoor. Outdoor, okay. So let's say that you're doing a workshop on how to, you know, create a beautiful outdoor garden, okay? And so far you've been doing this workshop for the last five years and you've been doing it with 20 slides that you talk through and you present to the audience and they don't speak at all. We just talk. But now you've come across Stream Alive and you want to use it and you want to say, hey, I want to start you know, every three or four slides. I want to ask a question. Sure. But I don't know what question to ask. So in Stream Alive, you could say, I'm running a class on outdoor gardening. Give me an idea for a poll. And it will automatically use generative AI to spit out a poll question like, what is the most important thing that one should focus on in the early stage of it? Planting cycles, fertilizer, or XYZ. Obviously, I don't know much about gardening. Or AVC, right? So, yeah. so it will spit out the question and the choices. So it helps you with creating engaging questions for your runoff show. And the next avatar that we're taking this to is to create your entire runoff show. So imagine giving your presentation into Streamalive and Streamalive spits it back at you with five interactions sandwiched in the middle of your presentation to create an entire runoff show so that suddenly Peter, who's teaching this amazing class on gardening, is not going talk, 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 but is going talk, talk, listen, talk, talk, listen, and then listen is powered by Streamalive. So that, that's kind of how we use generative AI to come up with. So we've trained the model on the interactions that we have in Streamalive. So the prompt actually educates the model, uh, GPT 3.5 in this case, on the fact that we have a feature called transient thoughts, a feature called talking tiles, a feature called wonder words, explains what the features does, and now says, okay, for this topic, come up with interesting questions and options. And man, it's it's brilliant, the kind of stuff. Yes. Wow. Well. Besides NLP and you know AI that helps us figure out when a person is saying a question and uh, profanity filters and figuring out with, that when someone says hi from sunny Florida, you just put a point in Florida. All of that is stuff we already had and now we have a generator. So we have a interpretive layer of AI that's interpreting what's happening in the chat. 
and we have a, a, a suggestive layer of AI that is suggesting things. So those are the two areas in which we use AI within the platform. And I think we just scratched, you know, that the surface is so much more that's going to happen. All of this was not even things we had a year ago, but now we do. So it's, it's, it's fast. It's really fast. Yeah, I have a long way to go. So earlier, you, you mentioned the businesses marketing with webinars and conferences and things like that. And this is, okay, so you talked about like talking about the hobby, maybe having a webinar on having a, a nice outdoor garden and everything. So over the years, the webinars you've attended, the webinars you've seen people conduct on Streamer Live, what are some tips you have for businesses to get better results marketing with these online events? So I'm going to, you know, you mentioned different use cases there, right? The webinars, the internal all hands, the classes, yeah. and, and the way we put it, I, I put this in my head as it's really four broad buckets. It's like teachers, creators, marketers, and facilitators. These are the four segments. So, so teachers teaching classes on how to grow an outdoor garden or teaching a bunch of kids. Uh, creators, which would be live streamers and people doing all those, those, those kind of things on Twitch or YouTube or Zoom. Uh, marketers doing webinars and stuff and facilitators, which is what internal communications, HR and everyone does. And then, of course, event coordinators and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> I think the simplest thing is, 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 is actually very simple and powerful. It is don't ignore people. Um, everybody likes to be heard. Everyone likes their voice to be represented. And there is a slight bit of a dopamine rush that happens when someone sees uh, their input translating into an output. So when someone, when I type hi from, um, you know, uh, Basking Ridge, New Jersey, and a little dot comes up on the map to mark my presence, it's very small. But it, it tells the world that I exist and there is a powerful loop that happens over there. When I type an answer to an open-ended question like talking tiles, like what is your biggest point in starting a podcast? And I give my answer and it shows up as a tile that falls down and 300 people see it at that point. I feel a little micro-surge of joy. Uh, all these are features, but, the, but the, the, you know, the ethos behind it is is very very human. It is that nobody likes to be ignored. Everybody likes to be likes to be included, right? And then and that's really the gist of it. I mean, um, I, people need to be heard, and and when you move people from ignored to heard, everything else automatically sorts itself out. Uh, if you're a public speaker, um, in fact, my grandfather was a public speaker and he used to teach public speaking in the late 70s. He was one of the first ones in India to start public speaking courses before it became fashionable. And yeah, he, he was quite a character. So he <laughs> a lot of good ways. And, and God bless his soul. Um, he, he would say, right, um, do not speak for five minutes without asking your audience a question and asking them to either raise their right hand or raise their left hand or stand up <laughs> or sit down. Make them do something physical every five to ten minutes just to get their responses. In this case, it's just binary. It's yes and no. We're talking now about chat. My grandfather died before the internet happened. But and no. now we have all these things like chat and text and so much of richness and color to it. What he did was black and white, and now we have color. 
But the fundamental human emotion is simple. Include people, right? Make them part of the conversation. And, and, and you know, just to take it on a, on a related note, uh, Peter, I told you that we have an in-person thing as well, right? Which yeah. allows you to scan a thing and work for in-person. Now, here's my thing. I don't know about you, but when I, when I pay, say, $500 to attend the conference, I'm not going there to listen to, say, Gary Vaynerchuk speak on stage because everything he's going to speak on stage is already available for free on YouTube. True. I'm going there to network with people like you and others who come to the same thing because we have a shared interest in maybe podcasting or marketing or something or technology. But we all attend these events and people don't are not allowed to network with each other. So with Streamalive, when you scan that code and you participate, you're part of a chat which connects everybody in that physical space for that time. So for that one hour, everybody is part of the same chat room. So if there is a talk about the future of lithium-ion batteries, here are 200 people interested in the future of lithium-ion batteries who are being connected at a conference. Again, with a voice where everybody is heard. Once in a while, they're interacting and engaging with the presenter when they're asking a question. But people are, which we think about it, in a Zoom session, people can chat and the, and the organizer loves it because they don't disturb the presenter. Whereas in a physical conference, if you and I chat and we're talking to each other, <laughs> someone's going to turn back and say, shh, stop talking, right? <laughs> true. Really true. <laughs> Why can't we chat in a physical conference too? Because uh, we've come for the human connection. And if you can do it online, why can't we do it offline? So as you can see, I'm very passionate about this and I'll go on a tangent, but I think it's all about just allowing humans to be human and allowing them to connect and not not ignoring them. And that's really the biggest step for any webinar. I mean, make it interactive, make it inclusive, don't include, don't ignore people. And if you actually do the first three things on the t-shirt, you connect and you interact and you include, the engagement automatically happens. Happens, yeah. All right, so talking about still the same um, topic, Earlier in the interview, you mentioned about, you talked about the quieter team members in a virtual meeting, and we've all been there. You have virtual meetings, you have some people really vocal and answering all the questions and raising all the points, and the other people just watching, always watching. <laughs> so how can companies encourage participation and giving a voice, also give a voice to these quieter team members in meetings? Because they always have something to contribute, but not like everyone else. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that question. Thank you for asking that, right? Um, and, and that's a very, very, what, what you cued to us is a very important point. And you're absolutely right. I mean, there are some people who, who never raise their hand because they're scared that if they raise their hand for something and you ask them to speak, oh my God, the spotlight's on me and I need to speak. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's scary, right? I, mean, I think it's the top five fears for people speaking in public <laughs> and public speaking is, is among the top five fears along with spiders and losing all your data and, well, and your phone. It's, it's in the same bucket, okay? So it's scary, it's traumatic, and therefore a lot of people tend not to participate because they don't want the spotlight on them. There is the other extreme, people who love the spotlight on them, who love to be vocal and participative and stuff like that. We have both extremes, and very often in most meetings, the people who are more silent and a little more um, you know, reserved in these contexts are, are, are often ignored. And that's why I think something like a stream alive can really help. And uh, I'm actually going to borrow a line that one of our users told me after running a few sessions. Okay, This is a guy called Manish Agarwal. 
uh, he is um, he is a, a visiting faculty at some of India's best management schools. He did a session at the Indian Institute of Management in Calcutta, and he had about ninety-five students participate in that. And then he came back and he said, "You know what's the best part about running a streamer live session?" And I said, "What?" He said, "I got participation from the kid who was too cool for class, <laughs> and the kid who was too shy for class." Wow. These are not kids; they are in their early twenties. They are they are postgraduate MBA students. But he he, called, he said, "You know, the guy who is too cool for class and the girl who is too shy for class, I got both of them participating wow. because that's the beauty of chat, right? It's it's not it's not in your face. It's not a huge investment in terms of you getting the spotlight, but at the same time, your voice is heard. It's the same logic as you know when you ask in a room, and my grandfather said, "Hey, raise your hands if you're scared of public speaking." Even the shy ones could raise their hands because they knew it's not an issue; it's just a collective <laughs> visual thing. Yeah. So, so chat is chat is beautiful that way. It it allows both those extremes that you just described uh, to participate without having spotlight or 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 vice versa. So, and that's really the most powerful thing about um, you know synthesizing insights from chat. It it captures both those extremes. So, again, thank you for that question. It's a very insightful one. Yeah. So, um, looking to the future, the future of remote work, remote events, and everything, in the next five years, what do you see the future of remote works and remote work and events look looking like? So, simple thing is both are very much here to stay, and and um, you know, hopefully, we don't have another pandemic or something that forces it upon us. But even otherwise. Um, if you if you look at trends like commercial real estate and everything, it's very very obvious that every company has scaled down. Yes, they have workforces coming in, but it's not five day for most companies at least. It's not people working in the office five days a week. People have gotten used to a certain way of working and found out that they can still be productive. Yeah, without the three hour commute both ways. And uh, why would they go back? And then now the company that does not offer it is is actually at a disadvantage in terms of attracting and retaining talent. And therefore, most companies are forced to do it. They also cut down their overheads in terms of real estate costs and everything. And and of course, there are always outliers. Some companies that work you know in in both ways. Like Shiva Live is fully remote. We don't even have an office. Everybody in the company across uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five different cities. Is uh, is is entirely remote. Right. Um, it, it probably won't work for every single company. But uh, I was at Zoomtopia very recently, and and the, the the biggest theme there was hybrid. The fact that we need to embrace the fact that the world is permanently hybrid. And then that once you embrace that, it then takes you to okay. Then how do you work effectively? How do you ensure that you can still implement culture? How do you ensure that you still have a certain consistent organizational DNA that stands for something in this thing where someone is in is in actual flesh and blood and someone is in digital flesh and blood? Right? How do you how do you do that? So, um, hybrid is here to stay, and therefore the more we embrace tools that treat people the same, whether they are online or in person, are are going to be increasingly important. Uh, and the same thing applies for events as well. I think, um, you know, as the world even gets more conscious about things like travel and the, the energy effort and the carbon, um, you know, footprint or something like that, it's, it's, 
you're going to have more almost every event out there now has a in person attendance ticket that includes all those uh, heavy calorie snacks that you're going to eat and shouldn't be <laughs> eating and the non in person event that is a virtual ticket that is maybe about one third the price or so right yeah and they're capturing a larger audience so i think it's 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 sure to stay whether it's events or whether it's um, you know offices we are going to have some form of hybrid and therefore the faster and and you know more that we implement solutions that embrace both these worlds equally uh sometimes people you know just just do lip service to it it's important to make sure every voice is the same because i've been in sessions where hey folks thanks for joining us online hey folks thanks for joining us in person and now we have q and a but for technical reasons we will only take questions from the audience in the room and sorry for the 300 people who joined us on zoom but your questions yeah, yeah. are not going to be entertained at all or vice versa and some of the guys on the zoom or the other one they, they feel they, they feel really bad right i mean it's like okay you you matter but you don't matter and and <laughs> and those are the kind of things i'm saying where it's not equitable where you're saying yeah this is hybrid but hey i can't i can't include you so yeah i think that that's going to be the key for for great companies that attract and retain talent and for great events that that live a memorable experience uh, how how you can be truly hybrid nice It's a great discussion so far. Um, going back to the beginning, you talked about taking a break mid twenty twenty after selling your previous business, and um, so when you look back over your career, look back over the past few past years you've been building things and working and everything. If you were to meet your younger self at the start of your career, what would you? What's the biggest piece of advice you would give to them? <laughs> wow, okay. <clears throat> I think I would encourage my younger self to jump onto entrepreneurship a lot faster. <laughs> right? And then and then like it's not, it's not like that's advice for everybody, that's for me personally because you know, sometimes you stumble upon what you think you want and then you think about it too logically and then you move away from it. and then you allow yourself to stumble back on it right uh, let, let me explain in my personal context when i when i first graduated from college it was many moons ago i i was an entrepreneur right out of college if you i started a company i pitched to another big company and in the first month of my my very small company with my friends that i co-founded this big company gave us a fantastic job offer and said hey we like how you guys are doing this are we looking for good people why don't you join us and we said <laughs> sure and we ended up joining <laughs> um after that i started also thinking on my own a little about a year later and then you know about a year or two after that when i had our when we had our first kid i just said gosh i need to be responsible in life i need to focus and then yes you have to pay the bills and you need predictability of revenue and got into a regular job So in my case at least I think that it's to be an entrepreneur was there for a long time and then for about 7 8 years I kind of buried it and then I let it come back again and 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 did it and started some companies and stuff but if I were to tell my younger self I'd, I'd, I'd tell them that it's not as scary and bad as you thought it is because now I know since my future self was talking to my younger <laughs> self I can I can say with confidence that hey it's it the shit doesn't hit the fan it's okay jump into it sooner rather than later and again this is very personal advice for me because um you know with the benefit of hindsight i know that it worked out at that time i didn't uh but yeah i think 
sometimes things happen in waves. Like right now we're talking about AI. There's a wave of it. Imagine you start an AI company five years from now, you'd be telling your younger self, oh, you should have started five years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I actually love asking this question because I say it's always, the, how do you put it? You say hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> right. And, and, and the way you said um, that, it's all the worst that can always happen. The worst that can happen mostly just happens only in your mind. Most of the time, time never gets to that. When we look at it, so true. You you play all those situations in your mind. And so many things. <laughs> this can happen. That can happen. This can happen. But sometimes it does. But but not not always. <laughs> not as bad as you feel it would. Yeah. So um, for our audience, business owners and the like, we've had a roughly forty minute discussion. More than forty minute discussion so far. So there might oh, be. Wow. <laughs> so there might be. I one... not <laughs> So there might be one or two things I might have missed that you would like to share with the audience. You'd like them to take away at the end of this um, interview. So what would you like to share with the audience? Okay, so so um, I mean, since we've been talking a lot about stream alive and stuff, um, uh, you know, let, let me. So I have two things maybe, right? So one is anchored in stream alive, um, and, and this is that. Hey, if, if if a lot of us attend or hold you know, sessions with a lot of people. And, and I know that a lot of your audience are people in the marketing fraternity, in the technology yeah. fraternity, people who, who who talk to audiences, who present to audiences, who are curious about things that are happening. Uh, I'd encourage them to, if presenting or, you know, um, webinars or sessions or all hands or any kind of thing with more than 10 people in the audience is something you do, do, do check out, stream a live, try it out for free, play around with it and, and experience a different way of conversing with people, right? Uh, what we are fundamentally is about communication. And, you know, early on in the conversation, Peter, I told you how Stream Alive came from this whole journey of the book. So, um, and, and we talked, and, and I think you responded to that saying that sometimes for entrepreneurs, you need to create something. You always need to make something. And I think that's true of everybody, the desire to create and make, but it's very easy to kill it because there are so many things to occupy our time from, from TV to things here and there, nothing wrong with that. But I think all of us should have some kind of, you know, embracing our inner creative kind of mentality. So what I mentioned in the book earlier to you, right, which is uh, these four things. Uh, and the first one is make more things. And and that's one thing I'd encourage everyone to do, whether it's a physical thing or a virtual thing, make things with your hands, make things with your minds, you know, get in touch with your inner animal, just spend time by yourself, uh, visit places which can be virtual in person, I mean, for me, I visited 56 live sessions in 2020, and visiting wow. those 56 live sessions is what led to the idea of a stream of wow. life. Right? So you never know where a journey leads, right? You know, I mean, but you got to take that journey without saying it needs to lead to this point. I had no clue in 2020 that we'd be doing stream of life, and you and I would be having this conversation right now. So I just think we need to expand. You know, some people call it a lux surface area. Right, so you expand the surface area of potential luck by doing multiple things, and um, so you know when people ask you, so what do you do? All of us say, oh, I'm. This is my job. I don't think we should be answering with our jobs. We should be <laughs> answering with, 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 that's what you do for a living. But there's a lot of other things that we do. So I'm kind of going on a, on a on a whole bunch of things here, but I just think more people need to be creating, embracing the fact that there is more dimensions to what we do in life beyond just what we do for a job. 
and that we need to be a lot more inclusive, engaging, and um, you know, interactive in in conversations that we have. In nice, nice. Let's create more. So, where we we've talked a lot about how interactions in in person and virtual interactions with team members, with prospects, and everyone else can be improved using Streamer Live, and I've actually experienced that too. So for the listeners who want to probably reach you, who want to connect with you, learn from you all, use Streamer Live maybe in their business or their meetings. How can they reach out to you? So um, if you want to reach out to me, I'm, I'm Lux Narayan on LinkedIn. And if you, um, you know, on virtually every network, but LinkedIn is where I'm most prolific. So if you search for Lux Narayan, that's the best way to connect with me personally. Um, and uh, my website is luxnarayan.com on a personal front. And about Streamalive and trying it out, the best way really is to go to streamalive.com. And there's a button there that will take you to a sandbox that allows you to see the product uh, right away without a login, without anything to actually but play me. around with it and see how it transforms meetings. And if you hopefully like what you see, uh, you can sign up for a free account. Not a free trial, it's a free account. Okay. And if you have less than 30 people in your meeting, it's absolutely free. Yeah. So you could use it right away, have a really engaging session. So we have, you know, uh, if you're doing an all hands next week with about 20 people, do them a favor, do yourself a favor, make it interesting and it's absolutely free. And if you have larger audiences or you want branding and stuff, uh, obviously there are, there, you charge for those. Or otherwise, we just want people to communicate better. We want meetings to be a lot more inclusive. So it's there's a free version of the product to try out as well. And streamalive.com uh, is the best bedroom to experience that. All right. So those um, the links, your LinkedIn and um, Streamalive link will be added in the show notes once we go live. All right. So thank you so much, Lux, for coming on the Pod- Take Your Business podcast today and sharing with us everything hey peter thank you so much I, I i love your podcast in fact i listened to a recent one on quizzes and we're actually having a conversation internally on maybe doing a quiz on what's your engagement style or trying to figure <laughs> out how to use quizzes uh yeah. so so thank you for what you do and and uh just like one of your past podcasts uh helped educate us on some new marketing ideas. Hopefully this one helps someone when they hear it. And, and thank you for having me. Definitely. I'm, I'm actually going to sign up for Streamer Live once we are through with this today because I have a couple of ideas for it. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the listeners, thank you for being on this episode of the Tech Your Business podcast. You get looks. There are lots of episodes where you learn so many things. The one on quizzes is episode 34. So you pick a lot from that episode. You pick a lot from a lot of the episodes. Just go back, listen to as much as you like, apply these things in your business. So till next week, when we come back with another episode of the podcast, go back and listen to other episodes. <laughs> and bye for now.